out to all you Ravagers and Outriders, Novacore and Crane, and even all you Solver out there. You are now listening to Sanctuary Walk Radio. There's an article that we read that stated Idris Elba was in the running to play Batman. I love the idea of Idris Elba being Batman. Totally. But Idris Elba will never be Batman. But it it, it, it will not happen because I don't think the community of fans who've gotten Batman in movies already can wrap their heads around anything other than the fact that Bruce Wayne is white. I'm not saying it's impossible or that it can't be done, but even to the extent that comic books haven't even touched that. So you're sure we're in the right place? Uh, um, according to the the GPS, the uh, galaxy positioning system, uh, yeah. This is kind of morbid. What's it called? Um, the source wall. Source wall. Source wall. Yep. Source wall. And this is and this is how we get back. Uh, everyone said that if you want to leave this universe, this is this is the end of it. Hmm. Big wall. Is that? Is that a nipple? Well, there's a foot over there. Yeah, probably nipple. Are these bodies? Uh, that's a groin. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me look up the Wikipedia page on this. Okay. All right. <laughs> so how? So oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanospedia. Thank you. Don't let him hear you call it anything otherwise. So how are we going to get through a giant wall of giant dead bodies? Well, I think we have to get through it. We have to pierce it somehow. Um, So uh, I'm pretty sure we have a universe purification thingy. Well, it says here infinite strength is required to pull a piece off the source wall. Is it an infinite strength, Ray? It's an infinite strength universe purification drill bit <laughs> I'm so down so it's I supped sure <laughs> okay Let's, we'll just we'll just drive it in there do we have we'll an just, idea how long this is gonna take I don't know probably about 45 minutes to okay. an hour so alright well uh, let's go ahead and get it started and uh, we'll get a transmission done in the meantime fires the purification ray <laughs> the infinite strength universe purification ring. All right. Well, while that's let's going, purify it for everyone out there listening. Uh, you're listening to Sanctuary One Radio. I'm Diamond Jab. I'm here with Props Inside. Uh, we are looking to leave this universe and get back to the universe that we are much more comfortable in. Uh, our own. For that, we did matter, it. I think. Yeah. There's this dude like Dark Side who is kind of like, "Hey, I'm kind of like Thanos," and we're like, "No, you're not." It's kind of a ripoff. I mean, yeah, let's just be real. Such a ripoff. <laughs> I don't actually remember who came first. <laughs> I think I think Darkseid. Yep, you first, think Darkseid right? came it's, first? It's a possibility. Um, is, is, I think so. I think like Thanos was popularized by like Jim Starlin and uh, Does he have a movie though? Darkseid? Yeah. He has an animated feature. Ooh, well. Right? 
Um, okay, are you looking up Dark Side? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. No, I can't, I can't, who came first? Uh, let's hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm while looking. they're looking it up, uh, <laughs> welcome to Sanctuary One Radio. We are uh, getting ready to leave this universe. Uh, shout out to Pup Up Jay. He wanted to stay at the bar. So we left him there. Or Jared, I guess as he's known. Uh, but we are going to be having a discussion, uh, a deep discussion, around a certain subject that's come up recently. Um, but before we get into that, do we have an answer? Who's come first? <laughs> 19 is uh, made a cameo appearance in... Uh, Darkseid made a cameo appearance in 1970. Yes. And his first full appearance in 1971. Mm. Thanos' first appearance was 1973. Yes. Okay. So, so true. I just found it at the same time. So Darkseid yeah. came out first. So Thanos would be a ripoff of Darkseid. Yeah. But okay. he's he's better. Yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, Darkseid's Omega Beams were kind of cool. And he is actually a god. So. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you know whose ship we're on. <laughs> Thanos is better. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying Thanos wouldn't win a fight. I'm just saying Thanos is a titan. Although, according to Greek mythology, the titans came first before, before the gods. Right. And he's also a new god. Not yeah. even an I, old I will, god. I will state that our Lord Thanos has met Darkseid. And they don't like each other. Or an amalgam, right? Yeah, an yeah, amalgam. Um, so when the uh, when the universes merged for a second, not not the characters merged together, but the Earths merged together. Darkseid and and Thanos were on Earth at the time, and they like literally just wanted to kill each other. Makes sense. That's the natural order of things for them. Uh, but anyway, we have a very. Ask a question, get an answer. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a deep discussion to get into, and it's something that's come up. It's become more prominent recently, uh, but it's kind of always been there. Uh, and we're gonna th- this all started. I want to have this discussion with you guys because it started. I want to give a shout out to to a show that I listen to on the regular, uh, the Wisecrack Podcast from the Wisecrack Crew uh, on YouTube. And they had a, uh, uh, on their uh, Show Me the Meaning podcast, they talked about the Star Wars fan backlash situation Mm. and what had stemmed from those circumstances uh, and what has kind of become where where we are right now uh, with a lot of backlash. And and they went into the Star Wars situation really well. So I don't want to get into that. But they, it, it made me think about uh, like fan ownership. And when we were in the, the, um, the planning meeting for this month, uh, perhaps you brought up, uh, what I think is a better way to word it, which is fan entitlement. Yeah. There's this new or much more public wave of fan entitlement. Uh, there's also this, this very public wave of, uh, a dictation of content uh, within the social space. So obviously we're going to talk about James Gunn a little later. We'll talk about Star Wars. We'll talk about some other things. But I want to start with a relatively large question in terms of fan entitlement. It's the question that uh, I had been thinking about when this started, and I'll pose it to you guys. 
in terms of of this idea of fan entitlement, where do you think the origin of this stems from? Is it the content? Is it the is it the impact of social media? Where do you think this is this new wave of entitlement or this profoundly public wave of entitlement is coming from? I would say the the public how prevalent it is is because of social media. But we talked about it during the planning meeting. I brought it up. Like, it's been around for a while, way back when, before, you know, Facebook and my, you know, MySpace. MySpace, yeah. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. We're talking We're talking long time ago, before social media became huge. Yeah. Um, R.A. Salvatore of Dritz to Worden, Northwind Dale trilogy fame. Yeah. Uh, wrote a Star Wars book for the for what's now Legends, the non-canonical stuff, where he killed Chewie. Did, you know, the Lucasfilms, I guess, still own, they had, yeah. when they had the rights yeah, to that, yeah, said, yeah. hey, here's the story. You're going to kill Chewie. They threw a moon at him. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like Lucas... Overkill, and it, right? Like, they said, you kill Chewie in this book. Right? He He received death threats for years. Wow. For just writing that, because they they he did something to care to a character that people didn't want him to, and he's like, I didn't even do that. I was just told to write it, and I thought I did pretty well. People didn't like that, um, but it's a book, and this yeah. is years ago. And I, I think I think the big thing now is we see definitely see it more because of social media. Plus, everyone gets anonymous muscles, you know, when when they they can say anything behind behind a, a screen name, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, at least they think that, right? Then then there's no repercussion. Uh, I can say anything about any famous person or any famous thing I want. With very minimal consequences. Yes. Anonymity. Anonymity, right? Yep. Anonymity on the sheer basis of crowd size, right? Yeah, it's yeah, right, right. One thing to be in a room of 30 people and say, uh, Chris Pratt, you suck. It's another thing to be in a room of six million people and, and be like Chris, be Chris just Pat a name in the Pratt crowd and yeah. even then like you can make an account falsify all the information yeah, post whatever yeah, you yeah. want and there's nothing and that there's can trace nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah short short of you doing something really illegal to the point that they have to trace your IP you can just yeah get away with it yeah well i i i think it's there's an interesting dynamic in how the, the how social media is being used as a megaphone to to call out what some have perceived as the liberal agenda or the conservative agenda in Hollywood. Right. So this James Gunn situation, mm-hmm. uh, which we've hinted at a little bit in some of our planning meetings, but we never really got the chance mm-hmm. to dive, dive into it. So James Gunn said some terrible things. Uh, I believe it was like getting a hand job from a transvestite baby or some sh- like, yeah, like the, really the bad comments stuff. on pedophilia, stuff like yeah. that. Um, but there is this, uh, uh, when you watch something like, uh, the bonus content for guardians and you get the chance to hear James Gunn speak, when you watch the bonus content for Avengers infinity war and you get the chance to hear James Gunn speak about his experiences and his time, um, uh, working on these films, there's a distinctly different person than what social media, uh, has shown us and what the masses are projecting it as the action is still there. But the content has changed. And so there's this newfound sense of dictation of content to say, because of this, 
James Gunn should not be in this position. Mm-hmm. And 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 here's and the the biggest thing about it is you know it's one of those things where uh, you put aside what he said. Uh, this had already come up previously. Yeah, and apologies had been had been had said. Been said already. Whether that erases what he said or not, that's not you know my my point is that he acknowledged that the these things were there and they may not have been good things to say. But social media now, what happens is, unless you delete those things, they yeah. can always be brought up again. So well, like, even then, there's there's ar- there's web archives. You can yeah, delete yeah, it, exactly, and it can still come exactly, back to haunt you. Exactly. But, but I I think it speaks a lot that he didn't delete them. Yes. Yeah. Like he saw them. That was part of my personality a while ago. I get that it's you know, it was in poor taste. It was kind of what I like. I felt like I needed to do that back then. Yeah. I've moved on. But so how much of how like. So then let's contrast the two. We have this Star Wars situation where our belief system is that is that the the the. I don't want to say saboteurs, if you will, or just like a very, a very negative fan base within the Star Wars community. Toxic. A very toxic. Thank you. Toxic. Fan base within the Star Wars community. But this is originated with at like without social media even being a presence. And now we have this Marvel situation where social media is being the tool that is dictating that content. Mm -hmm. I guess my question is what what prevents Marvel from getting to the point that Star Wars is at now? where its fan base could potentially become toxic or at least why hasn't it happened already? You think? Well, I I think a a part of what we talked about was a big thing about star Wars. And someone mentioned this to me today because they were asking what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Uh, And I was going over the entitlement piece and I, I was saying, you know, we, we talked about comic books, we're used to change. Mm-hmm. We're used to character evolution. We're used to character differences. What I get in the comic books is not what I get on screen. There are very many differences. And some may like and some may don't. But as a comic book fan, I am okay with that. And the thing is, for the movies that exist for Star Wars, uh, there are sequels that already exist, mm-hmm. right? And these are sequels, you know, fans may get in their heads this legacy. Uh, that's what it's called now, right? The legacy what, stuff. Star Wars or, Legacy? Yeah. They, uh, uh, or, um, Legends. 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 Um, so they have these thoughts in their head about where these movies should go and what characters should be in them. There should be a Mara Jade. Uh, Skywalker should have kids and, you know, this and that. Um so they have already have a roadmap where they think it should go. Sure. Whereas for for the comic book movies, yes, we're we're used to change, but we also don't have a roadmap. Like we don't know where these movies go because they haven't existed yet. Yeah. And they don't they rely on some established plot, but they make it up in other areas. So I I'm actually gonna disagree with the comic book side of that. Mm-hmm. So like comic book fans have proven they don't like change Mm -hmm. because they will not change any of the characters. Bruce Wayne will always be Batman. Peter Parker is always Spider-Man. I I mean, more superficial changes, but but even like, but even like superficial changes, like the core, like the whole big redesign of Batman 
when Azrael took over. True. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, no, nah, like people kind of liked it, but they immediately went back to the old Batman. Mm-hmm. So like I say comic books are more like a, a mug of water and they just change the cup and the cup looks different, but it's the same water and they don't change any, they don't change the water. It doesn't suddenly become lemonade. It doesn't suddenly turn into wine. Um, the, the flip side of that yeah. is movie wise. I think I brought it up then too. In my lifetime, just on screen, I've seen five different Batman. This is true. Yeah. In my lifetime, five different Batman. Um, and that's just on the screen. Once you factor in cartoons, that goes up even yeah. more. And it's not like five different people playing Batman. It's five different Batman. So, so what you're saying is there's more of an inundation of uh, a change in, in the movies? Around the time comic book, like comic books became popular, um, George Reed, like Superman popped up on screen. George Reed's Superman. Yeah. Then there was Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. So from the very get go of of comic book in media, we're used to different in alternative like media, right? In alternative media, we're I used to seeing different people portray these. Sure. So from the very beginning of that media, we were given that. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, on the other hand, has only ever had Mark Hamill as Luke. True. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Sure. Which is why when you had that that fan backlash to like Han Solo when. Um, Oh, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich was playing Han Solo, and we brought it up then. Harrison Ford cannot play a young Han Solo anymore. (laughs) It is physically unfortunate, but it's the reality. But there's so many people that look at him and just go, I just don't see Han Solo. And it was like, well, Harrison Ford is so Han Solo to you that no one else could possibly play Mm -hmm. him. They've never had an alternative telling. And I think like the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon did pretty well. But certain certain ones like the hard cartoony version didn't. Yeah, because I don't think it's spo- like it was just an alternative way of showing that. Was that, that the didn't one uh, well. Samurai Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So like Star Wars fans have only had one like knocking out like even taking Legends out of it like one thing to watch. Yeah. And that has been the core thing that they've dealt with, and it's built up this ideology to them, yeah. at least seemingly to me. Like talking to a lot of the Star Wars people I know, like here's how kind, Luke kind, is a kind deep, of like a mythology, right? Here's the Luke I've built up in my mind. I've talked to people that have never even read the legend stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Here, Luke is a hero, right? right? Luke is the hero, and you go back and you look at the original Star Wars stuff. He really doesn't do that much. Empire Strikes Back, he doesn't do anything. He fails against Vader. Yeah. Yep. Vader kicks his butt and kicks him out of out of a satellite. In the third movie, Vader kills the Emperor. The Rebel Alliance takes care of the Death Star. Luke, there's whole legend around Luke, and that's what the entire basis of The Last Jedi is. Everyone built this giant legend around him that he's the greatest dude ever because he blew up the Death Star. Yeah. And and, the and it's it's first a big, movie. It's a yeah. big deconstruction of of, of that mythology. Character. Yeah. Of, Even of to the extent that Mark Hamill had it had problems getting into character because it was so different. Right, but there, there's an ideology that Star Wars fans have built around there. But if you go watch, you go back and you watch the original movies. He doesn't do a lot. Yeah, like I is he a hero? I think he tries to be. Yeah, and he's definitely like, he's definitely gets more capable as time goes on. Right, but again, in that last movie, he doesn't defeat the Emperor. 
Vader his, does. Yeah. His faith in his father does. Vader defeats the Emperor. But before, but before we get any further, because I still want to go down this road in terms of the Marvel aspect. The oh, que- yeah. The question that I have for you is, it, 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 you said that you are used to seeing heroes in different positions, right? That that is the focal point. But I guess my question is, isn't the narrative, the narratives that have been changed, just a substitution for being okay from the hero perspective? Is, isn't there enough of a basis for fans to be frustrated at all at alternate tellings of origins right and that's the reason why like people saying didn't like man of steel like like right? like someone watching and man of steel was a subtle change in like, the origin say say you were a diehard iron man fan right yeah and you're like no no this did not happen in like the middle east that's what i say or 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 where is his alcoholism or all of these other things, mm-hmm. right? There are things that they've removed from the equation or they haven't told yet. Or, but I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised that Marvel has been able to avoid major toxic situations. One, because the casting has been really good. But two, there are films in this series that people should genuinely have an issue with. If we're comparing it to what Star Wars has gone through in massive changes in a narrative that people are used to, like how how is Marvel able to go through the fact that they say, "Okay, we don't have a Hank Pym yet. So Ultron is created by Tony Stark. We are okay with it, in my opinion, because it makes sense. And I think I think a big part of that is is uh, for for me is the, the writing. Yeah. You make it make sense, but I'm surprised that the toxicity that's come from the Star Wars element isn't that isn't spilling over. Isn't Ultron isn't something that is replicated in the Marvel universe for how much has been changed? Well, so the amount of people that I think that went to go see those movies that read comic books are insanely low. Yeah. Like how many? If Star we, Wars fans is a hundred percent of the theater most right. of the time. Yeah, uh, you're if, right. If we were to go to a hundred right. people that saw Ant Man and I asked them, "Hey, who created Ultron?" Yeah. All of them would tell me Iron Man. I'd guess 90% of them would tell me Iron Man. Maybe, maybe 10% would tell me, maybe one out of 10 people. So let's go out of 10 people. Maybe, maybe, and I think that's being generous, one out of 10 people would tell me Hank that, that Hank Pym was the one who actually created Ultron. Yeah. We work with 200 people. If I've, every one of them that I told created Ultron was Hank Pym, all of them were like, oh no, I would have guessed it was Tony. Yeah. And I was like, because that makes the most sense. Hank yeah. Pym is a particle physicist. Yeah. Not an engineer or a programmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. I think I think a big part of that too is is um I mean, you know, when you when you think about Marvel movies, it's such a broader sure. it's a broader definition of what's going to be on screen, right? You have so many different corners of that universe whereas star wars will always be star wars yeah. right wow. star wars will always be set in the universe that the original trilogy is set i mean i to to take a more intense situation i mean look at avengers infinity war the community disliked peter quill's character they hated his character for the decisions that he made in infinity war mm-hmm. to the point that th- like there was vehement anger oh yeah but I think it stemmed from the um, the emotional, what is it, relatability to being in that situation. Like they totally understood why he did it. They just they hate like, him for doing it. They're just like, you're right? an idiot for doing it. And I think. 
I'm just so surprised that Marvel's yeah, yeah. been able to go through so, so much, and and the James Gunn situation, which is completely unrelated from their content, is the is the toxic thing that has come up in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Whereas for Star Wars, it is the content itself. Well, it's got nothing to do I, with anything else. I think if you talk to the fan base, the fan base around Marvel Marvel movies, most of them understand gun like gun situation. They were like, that was messed up. Let him do Guardians three. Yeah, like I've heard very little people say he legitimately doesn't deserve to, to direct that movie. Yeah, I've not heard many people be like, "Well, he's a real, he's a pedophile," or "He yeah. meant what he said." You know, I've not, I've not really heard that. So I, I don't, I don't know too like. But again, three out of three people in a room is a hundred percent support. Three out of three million. Yeah, yeah. Is, right. and, and that's the power of social media at this right. point is 20,000 people well, can make well, a difference. Well, I would argue that the power of social media is the vocal minority sometimes. Now, the, yeah. Well, so I don't, I don't really think it was the amount of people that did it. It was the fact that they got ahead. Like, Disney cannot afford to have, or as a company and a brand, does not vehemently dislikes the idea of the words pedophile and Disney being in the same headline. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they're even saying, like, somebody said pedophile in tweets, they're a Disney director. As soon as there's Disney, the possibility of Disney and a pedophile in the same headline, People they're... are going to crush them for it. They're mm-hmm. not even... They crush them. Disney as a brand cannot accept that. They're, yeah. they're going to... The, even gonna, before there's a... Even before articles are written or anything. They're going to destroy whatever it is with extreme prejudice. Right. They're going to they're gonna go in, they're going to nip it in the butt, which is why as soon as it came up, like, as soon as there was even remotely the, the, the idea that a headline could have that... Gun was out. That was it. Um, because they have to, like, as a brand, they can't Damage control, that. yeah. It's damage control. But for, to your thinking about Marvel, it, again, it comes up to why isn't, why hasn't happened with Marvel? Like, we're changing these plot elements. Even, like like I said, taking away the, the comic book side of it, uh, e- the comic book fans are the ones that would be angry at that, that plot point. The... For me, like I said, I've just become desensitized, like, as a comic book fan, to the idea of, yeah, it's going to be different. Alternate tellings. Of right? The same yeah, thing. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just going to be. I think what's, what's funny, what, what I think is funny is we, I think you and I say the same things, but we see, we see different reasoning. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I yeah, same Probably. thing. I'm used to seeing something different. For for me, I'm used to to change. Where it's like, acceptance, it's desensitization. Yeah, yeah, is what it is. So like it's I'm two, used, it's two I'm different u- feelings I, towards the same. I've seen, action. I've seen. Yeah. Whereas you say Bruce Wayne will always be Batman, but when I when I think it, when I just personally think about it, I've seen Bruce Wayne as Batman. I've seen um, Tim Drake as Batman. I've no, but seen, well, I think yeah. what I think what Brian is getting at. We mentioned this. We mentioned this a little while ago. Mm-hmm. What Brian is getting at is when we are looking at the the current arena that we're in. So oh, much yeah, of yeah. this social element. Mm-hmm. There's an article that we read that stated Idris Elba was in the running to play Batman, and our yeah. response was. I love the idea of Idris Elba being Batman. Totally. But Idris Elba will never be Batman. At the in the current in environment. In the current environment that we're in. Which is sad. Because right. which is incredibly ma- sad. It's incredibly disappointing. But it it, it 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 will not happen because I don't think the community of fans who've gotten Batman in movies already can wrap their heads around anything other than the fact that Bruce Wayne is white. 
I'm not saying it's impossible or that it can't be done, so, but even to the extent that comic books haven't even touched that. So, so my my thing, just because we brought Idris Elba into yeah. it, him as Bond. I mean, that's I'm still that I'm is still going around. But I think Bond is around. different. I think Bond is different. People who love Bond, again, they, it's not it's not necessarily the color of your skin. It's your suave. Bond is literally he's, can he's, be anyone. He's suave, intelligent. He's good at what Skyfall he does. established that James Bond could be anybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That it's a name they just attach to a person who who has the 007 tag. But Batman is, is always going to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. there's a there's a visual aesthetic that we as a culture have associated with that. And like like he mentioned, I can't think of any comic book even in the that Else has world even touched trying to change. That even who in Bruce Else world Wayne that is. has made made the core Batman anything black. other than white. Mm-hmm. It's funny because they, they've done it with other characters, uh, but they've since un- undone it. Uh, but Wally West, uh, there's yeah. right. black Wally, Wally West. West. Now, there's a, now there's a black Wally West and a white Wally West. Right. If Again, if they were going to do that and they were going to own it, own it. But they can't. They, they're, that I think, I think is the one was, character that is I, I so think, hard. And Marvel, Marvel did the same thing the with Spider Man. They had Miles Morales, and then they eventually, in the Ultimate Universe, they brought, brought back Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Right? So, like, I would have liked it if after the Secret War, Peter Parker was gone and Miles Morales was the core Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm completely okay with Peter Parker being dead or gone. Just have him, have him be in an alternate universe. Yeah. He can come back and pop in every once in a while. But, but have him be Miles a Spider-Man in his own run. Do his own thing. Spider-Man's had... Peter Parker as Spider-Man's had 40-plus years to be Spider-Man. Let someone else be Spider-Man. I would love to have seen Miles Morales get time to shine. He does, To my knowledge right now, he doesn't even have his own core title. But in terms no, of... No, no, he does. But I thought he was just hanging out with champions. No, I... Th- pretty sure he does. Okay. We'll have to take a look. Right, he did. He did. I don't think he does, though. Really? Not uh, at the current moment. I don't know. I don't think he Again, does. I don't know okay. for sure. Because they just did a Spider-Man annual, and it was a Miles Morales Spider-Man annual. Okay. So, like, a one-off, though? But, I mean, like... But that, that was an annual based upon his run of comic books. I don't okay. know what those Oh, uh, that it's that. hit a year of that current comic book yeah. run, so this is okay. one year. Yeah. Okay. But in either instance, to take it a step further in terms of this entitlement, especially around this Bruce Wayne concept, I put out a tweet recently... Uh, it blew me away. I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and someone and this and someone stated, "I, I want to bring it up because I I, I really want it. I, I don't want to cheat out on any of the words that this person used." Um, so in the CW universe, not that any of us care because I can't keep up with it anymore <laughs> because their shows are twenty three episodes. It long. is which, exhausting. Which let's be fair here, they've they've continued to own. The DC, the CW universe, for all of its faults, Wally West is still black, but it's like a, it's like a TV medium where again we are used to the idea of change, yeah, yeah. of of a different representation of characters that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Comic books, on the other hand, couldn't keep Wally West black, the old like a core Wally West, Wally West black for five 2012 when they reduced Barry last year. So less, yeah. less than five years before they reintroduced the white Barry Allen. I just want to say, or, uh, Wally West. um, thank you diamond for following me back. Yes. I, I, just don't, got I don't know that why that just popped up. Now. <laughs> um, but so I, I want to, I want to, let me see if I can find it. Uh, so essentially, uh, I can't find it at the moment. So, this this is essentially what happened. 
uh, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed and someone said um, that they were genuinely surprised or they were frustrated that in 2018 we cannot have a white male main character. And I said, excuse me. Okay. This is probably like, you know, white supremacist frustration from, but the words that they used were in 2018, there's unnecessary, unnecessary equality going around where every character has to be black or gay or bi or mixed or whatever that in it, 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 <laughs> like, there just has to be like, in order to side, appease side. the equality side of the universe, we we this character has to be different. They do realize that like life is full of random diversity, yeah. right? Like, but no, but I don't think they do. no, I don't think they do. But this is this is what they were. This is the the framing by oh, which they were I talking think, about. I this. think I see where you get yeah, where you're coming to. Yeah. Uh, so Ruby Rose was cast as Kate Kane as I, Batwoman I, in the CW universe. I actually and really, I really like this. Liked this. Yeah. I, I like the casting. I loved her in, in John, John Wick Two, Wick II, oh, in Orange God. Is the New Black. Yes. Like, amazing actress. So they cast her as this, but I guess there are people in the world who don't know who don't know that Kate Kane is kind of is her own character that people were under the assumption that Batwoman was CW's attempt at making Bruce Wayne's Batman female and gay <laughs> for those. Okay. If there's anyone out here, okay. I, I have to say this. Yes. Uh, Cause this, this as a comic book nerd, this really just sets me off. If you don't know this, Kate Kane is related to Bruce Wayne. She is Batwoman, and she is gay. Yes. They're, but she uh, is I, not I, I Bruce say, Wayne. I want to say they're cousins. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want to say, say Bruce Wayne. There are instances Wayne's, where they are related Bruce, and instances telling where they're Current instances is, is that Wayne's mom, Bruce Wayne's mother, his maiden name is Kane. Yes. And she, uh, I believe they're cousins. Uh, and I, I, you know, is me, you know, trying to stew my nerd cred. So if, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but that just irks me to no end. Cause the, 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 it exists, it is in there and it, you get these armchair comic book nerds. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not true to the story and they have no clue, but I, I just, it makes me sad. Ignoring the comic book nerd. There are just say- people who are who are under the assumption that these are the same person and that there is a liberal agenda to make Batman female and gay. (laughs) And I went, that's unnecessary. Yeah. Kate Kane has been doing her own thing and is, and, and came out as gay in 2006. And she's been doing it successfully. Old news. Like you, this should not be, there's no confusion here. Like, there's a reason I got that on my wall. She's one of my favorite characters. I'm an anomaly in the universe because there aren't very many of us, but I love Batwoman's character. I love her relationship with uh, Detective Montoya. I love her, uh, the dynamic she had. Like, I, 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 I love, I love the dynamic her between her and her father. Yes. Oh, my God. I so love this character. But, th- but she's not. I understand why she was created as a female counter to Batman. Yeah. But and, they're and, not and, the same entity. And her character in some form or another has existed 
for a long, long time. Not just yeah. the, this incarnation. It's like of the nineteen. Uh, what did I say? Nineteen sixty-eight, nineteen fifty, something like that. I can't quite remember the year. It might be nineteen middle mid nineteen fifties. But in either instance, there's now been this newfound calling to try to get the CW to not do Batwoman's character. Not because Batwoman's character is not interesting, but because everyone thinks that Batwoman's character is Batman. So, so first appearance was in July 1956 okay. as Kathy Kane in Detective yes. Comics 233. She did not come out as gay until 06. This is true. Yep. Uh, but, like, again, with this idea of this of entitlement, even the TV shows around comic books that people have gravitated towards there's this weird dichotomy that social media is having an impact, a perceived impact depending because CW's is not going to, they're going to do this show. Yeah. They're going to do Ruby Rose as, as Batwoman. So live with it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, seriously. But there, like there's this instinct, inst- uh, there's this instinct for people to have this backlash when there is something that is either different or does not align with what they are. Which le- which leads me to my next question about where is uh, go ahead. I was gonna say it, yeah, and 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 everyone is guilty of it. Yes. Look at how we looked at Titans, right? The Titan trailer. Yes. So I, so I will own the fact <laughs> that yes, I'm looking at it differently. Yes. I will also own the fact that if Titans airs, Titans airs. I don't really care one way or the other. Yeah, I'm just yeah, not gonna yeah, watch yeah. it. I. Do, however, the issue that I have with Titans is that Titans has always been positioned as content for a specific audience. This is true. Now, yeah. unless they're under the assumption that that audience has grown up and they can afford to do For Harry Potter in book seven. They're Harry po- exactly. <laughs> Imagine if Harry Potter looked at Voldemort in the face and said, fuck you, right? <laughs> fuck Voldemort. Fuck book Voldemort. seven. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Because they know that. But if he did that shit in book one, you'd be like, what? You'd be losing your damn mind. He is too young to be using that language. <laughs> right? You know, like Teen Titans Go, like Teen Titans Go is the very young. And like, if they're looking at it like that, the Teen Titans is the, the younger audience. Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go is the younger audience. Teen Titans, the show is like the preteen, preteens and early teenagers. And then like, I guess Titans is like late teens when yeah. they're like all goth and emo-y, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, Raven is there. Right, so we're we're kind we're kind of seeing that the, I think what, for the Titan show I'll say, I don't like that mostly. So I'm just not gonna watch it. If 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 they were they're trying to capitalize on characters that are usually positioned in a certain way, and then trying to position them to an older audience, that's I actually I never thought about it like that, but I think you're right. Is what? that they're trying to appeal. To the people that have aged out of... Okay, yeah, yeah. Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans. And and Teen Teen Titans Titans Go. So they're looking at us that are in our, like, you know, mid to late 20s. Early 30s. early 30s. Thinking that this is what we want. Right. We want an older, grittier, darker darker Teen Titans because we're older and jaded and hate everyone, apparently. we're in death and we live in our parents' basement. So, so cynical. Uh, And, okay, I, I get that that's different. Than saying no, this shouldn't be this way because. But the reality is, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, like, I don't. Get, I don't care if it airs but you're, or not. But you're not going to go on social media and be like, "You should change this." I, you're I'll just tell not you, gonna, it you, sucks. You're not just not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'll go on social media and say it. this doesn't appeal to me. 
I'll go on social media and say, this does not appeal to me, and I'm going to speak with that with my viewership and my wallet. Yeah, period. I think what you were going to get into was this idea of, uh, like, a perceived ownership. Yes. yes. So, so that comes around these franchises. So this, is, so this is kind of the overarching question of the conversation, is where is the line drawn, right? And we've had some time to simmer on it, and I now know how to frame the question, and I've, I'm really excited because I think it's a great discussion. Yeah. Is where is the line drawn between creative content and commercial ownership, right? So so let's use Avengers Infinity War and The Last Jedi as the example, right? Yep. Two films that after after watching Avengers Infinity War with commentary on, I am a distinct believer that that is a cinematic film. That is, yes, it is a superhero film, but it is a cinematic film. The way the Russo brothers look at this film, the way they shot it, the colors they chose, the design choices, the narrative direction, the hero's journey, the 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 you know the holy knight's tale, all of those things. It is a cinematic journey. The Last Jedi is a cinematic film. Uh, uh, Ryan Johnson is a fan of guys like Francis Ford Coppola and 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 these directors who they they are filmmakers. It is not the it is a summer blockbuster shaped within the aspect of a film. And film has always been within the medium of art. It is a creation of art that people are coming to experience. At the same time, there is a long history within the Star Wars realm. This was one of the points brought up on the Wisecrack podcast since. Uh, since the turn of technology, there have been 150 different video games within the, the Star Wars legend universe. Yeah. Well yeah. over 200 books or mm-hmm. pieces of literature, right, that people have paid into. They've invested in this universe. So where is that line drawn between Rian Johnson coming up and saying, I've, I am creating a piece of art, a cinematic experience I'm not in, interested in these other things. I want to make the film that I want to make. Is there a line of obligation between that and the people that have paid into, into your universe? Is there any obligation at all? Is there none whatsoever? Or because I, I think it's different with a movie like, say, I'm trying to think of it. Like I, the only movie I can think of is like Pacific Rim which has only been out for a couple of years. There are only two films within the franchise. People do whatever they want to do. They've had two different directors, two different ways of doing it, um, two different studios. People don't care. It's just giant robots beating the shit out of one another. <laughs> but Star Wars has had a long lineage of fans that have invested into it. So, so, so is there any obligation at all, or is there some type of obligation to a fan base that has paid into this universe? And I think paid into is, is the, uh, the operative like quotation there, right? So everyone's looking for a payoff in their movies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so a return on investment. Um, and I think it's hard to say, uh, because I feel like with the Marvel movie, if if I had that that where I needed that return on investment, I yeah. feel like they deliver every single time. Um, and as far as Star Wars is concerned, um, and and the Last Jedi is concerned, just being able to get more of that story for me was a return on investment. Yeah. 
uh, just being able to. But get that's more how the that community universe. reacts. That's how the Harry Potter community is reacting right, to their they're just, movies. They're just like, whatever, they we're just getting want more. more stuff. Yeah, yeah. So why why is it that the Star Wars community has reacted this way? I'm less concerned with the right or wrong aspect of it because yeah, we yeah. know the right and we know the wrong. So, I again, I, I think we're, we're seeing a very vocal... Again, the movie did really well critically yeah, absolutely. and really well financially, which means people are paying to go see it. Yeah, yeah, Which means yeah. it didn't do badly which means no, that people are like i hated this movie it sucked and we we went to the movie with people that had that reaction they were like that movie was horrible and i was like i don't know what you're talking about that's probably one of my favorite star wars movies yeah but that's what um, there are a lot of people that paid to go see the movie there are a lot of people who have enjoyed the movie in terms of critical acclaim in terms of ratings uh for people who've gone to see it but we left a large theater that was split in a positive direction but there were a lot of a lot of pe- more people than I expected that left the theater unhappy. So I went to go see it three times yeah. in theater. Um, again, I spoke with my wallet. The the other guy, like those who didn't see it, ha- that that didn't leave happy. The the idea of the return on investment, your amount of the people that I think are getting angry, the the. Uh, again, what's perceived money-wise, fiscally for Disney, yeah. a, a vocal minority. Yeah. Um, they're just that very vocal. Social media, as you said, has given them the outlet to be sure extremely vocal, and they can and they can meet up and they can congregate with the people that are that agree with them. And at first, I would have thought it was a generational thing. Um, you know, someone who grew up with it, but it's not. It's you know, it's the, it's a uh, guy I mentioned that that came out of the movie yeah, that was vehemently yeah, yeah. angry. It was him and his son didn't that didn't like that didn't like that movie. Um, I've since challenged them to go back and watch it, and their opinion has improved a little bit. But they're still not very happy with it. But to your point, like the amount of investment that somebody has in something. So yeah. uh, I brought it up during I guess the what I'm meeting. asking is, does investment truly equate to this idea of entitlement? To, to me, no. I, I think that the investment creates a perceived ownership. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's a perception. It's an illusion. Like I brought it up during the planning meeting. I am a Wolverine buff. I love Wolverine. I will... I don't, it's the only comic book through my entirety, like canceling all of my, most of my comic book subscriptions, except for indie comics that is, that has lasted. I've said, I'll take anything that has Wolverine in it. Checkbox. Because I love Wolverine. Um, He died and I was like, I was sad, but I was willing to let it go. X-23 stepped up. Awesome. Wolverine. I want anything with Wolverine in it. Wolverine was the first comic book I bought with my own money. Um, It's the first comic book. I owned. He is my favorite character. I have all of the Fleer cards yeah, of Wolverine. Yeah. I'm a booster. X-Men Origins Wolverine came out. <laughs> right? X-Men Origins Wolverine came out. I saw that in theater. I went opening night, midnight, went to go see that movie. I did not leave happy. I was like, nope, I did not enjoy that. So what did I do? I didn't give them any more of my money. Does that make me like Wolverine any less? No. no. Because I do not own Wolverine. I love Wolverine. I don't particularly like that Wolverine very much. Yeah. I'm just not going to watch it again. And then then cut, cut to the future uh, of that movie, Logan. 
if they want to change that character up and make it good, like I still went to go see movies that he, it was, it didn't immediately make me hate Hugh Jackman. It didn't make me immediately hate that universe's Wolverine. I just didn't like that particular telling. And I was like, I don't like the writing. I didn't like where it went. The CGI made me laugh because it looked like who framed Roger Rabbit. As soon as he popped his claws in that bathroom, I was just like, is this a cartoon? I'm sorry. Um, Uh. Like he's looking at him and it's like after the practical effects of one, like I know they were like rubber, so they looked really weird sometimes, but it was like they were there physically. And I get that that's tough to do, but whatever. The... But that, perce- that perception of ownership, I don't own Wolverine. At that point, Marvel did and Fox owned the film rights. If I don't like what they're doing, I'm not going to pay them anymore. And they're a company. Yeah. They run on business. If it wasn't working, they'd change it. Yeah. As long as they're earning money, they have no incentivization. And 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 when when you look at it, they they did change, you know, uh, as far as drastically. How they X-Men Origins Wolverine bombed. Yep. Like, to my understanding, didn't do well. Like, of all of the Fox movies so far that were in that universe, they all did really well. Like, they were like, if this does well, we're going to do an X-Men Origins Magneto. Guess what didn't happen? Mm-hmm. X-Men Origins Magneto, because X-Men Origins Wolverine didn't do well. People speak with their wallets. Yeah. If Last Jedi had done badly, we'd probably see more to of the, the same. To the extent that... that- the minority minor vocal aspects of that community are we would be seeing a different right if they were vilified in their critique we would be seeing change oh yeah but the movie did well it did well financially it did well critically you're gonna have to live with it yeah you don't you don't own star wars you own your your perception of it and I think and I think one of the things we've also seen is with this vocal minority is a lot of backlash. They've gotten a lot of backlash for being as vocal as they have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a lot of it. Oh, um, well, J.J. Abrams called out the community. Rian Johnson called out the community. Hell, uh, Kelly the, Marie Tran is not on Instagram anymore. Other parts like of the community have called out. Have called community. out the community. Yeah, like, like it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I just. I find this situation in particular just so intriguing. It's just like uh, primarily because I the best way I heard it uh, is uh, I walked out of the theater unhappy with that film. I watched it again and I realized it was zoodles. It's zucchini noodles. It's just a different type of noodles. It's the same thing in a different packaging or in a different style or in a different structure but it serves the same purpose i don't judge people for not liking the movie there are people that enjoyed uh x-men origins wolverine people that saw that movie i was like you know cool you liked it i didn't <laughs> my, my when father I left the my, theater, you know what my only my, issue was my father loved that movie right? you know when i left the theater my only issue with that movie the only concern i had was uh xavier's face oh the cg and the face fact that they CG'd the helicopter behind him. They had all those, cr- they had this huge budget for all that stuff. They couldn't even put a real helicopter behind him. They put a CG helicopter behind him. And I was furious. I, I'll be <laughs> honest, it was Deadpool that did it for me. That was. See, Deadpool, I didn't care about. Because uh, I, had, I had gotten um, uh, Leif Schreiber in the movie. 
and I was completely uh, okay I was, with that. I was fine with Liv Schreiber. Me my, too. I actually was too. Oddly enough, the moment that kind of pulled me out of it was when they were brothers. And I was like, no. No. Because uh, that was like, the... There's, there's like no words you... No, I remember, no. I remember watching it, and then everyone came up to me afterwards, and they were like, oh, Sabretooth is Wolverine's brother. And I'm like, no. And the comic books, there was a thing that Sabretooth did every day on his birthday where he would mess with or kill someone Wolverine cared about for, like, 50 years. And then one day on his birthday in the 1990s, he goes, I'm your dad, and then disappears. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, holy, could he be my dad? And then they did genetic testing, and you're like, no, you're not related. Boom. Cool. Um, but for years, there was this perception of um, familial relation between the two of them because their power sets were so similar, and they were so closely tied in and saved. Well, at least the movie establishes in this universe that this Correct. is what they are. So for me, but like right from the get go, I was just like, no, that's an, that's an easy out. Like it did, it, it felt like I don't like that as a storytelling element. Um, and they didn't, and it didn't add anything, I think to the story. Like if they had actually played up them being brothers more. Yeah. I, that's like, just, it just it. Feel, like I didn't, I didn't feel like <laughs> I, uh, I just didn't feel like, uh, like why, would Wolverine care about his brother? Cause they don't seem particularly close. Right. They didn't, they didn't make me feel like there was that one montage where they showed them fighting together for a long time. And that was supposed to imply that I should care that they're family. I, I, they, they I cared been, that they fought together, but right, I don't necessarily they, care that they're related, but that they tack that on there to, to, so they didn't have to explain why they have similar powers and why they don't age. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like, fine, whatever. I didn't enjoy that. I did not. Other people did. Cool. Lee Schreiber killed that. Role. Oh yeah, I, I was. Love, yeah, I loved. Yeah. I loved the casting. Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson was the most beautiful casting. In that, like, Liv Shriver's great, but for me, it's Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson. Just the the elevator scene. Yeah, in this just, light, <laughs> right? Just beautiful. So, but people liked that movie. Now, if it had done well critically, and that had continued to be something that they emphasized, I'd live with that. I, I just like, realized a lot of that movie is like shoehorn. There was a lot of shoehorn. Like just Gambit, shoved. Yeah, yeah. yeah shoved yeah. in that movie. Gateway. Hard. They just, yeah. they just were like, hey, can we put, you know, characters people care about or famous people like Gateway being in that movie is just super weird. But they were like, yeah, but it's Will I, Will I Am. Yeah. Yay. Right. And, and, and everyone's uh, like, blob. is he? Yeah, the blob. Like, just, But wasn't the blob. But know, what, like, yeah. So who knows? X-Force. We all do the Wakanda thing. Um, Wakanda forever. So the, but they, like I said, so again, I have decades, decades of investment in, in Wolverine, 20, 26 years. Would there ever be a situation where you find yourself that, that far beyond the content that you would feel some type of way? Like you can't do this. This is my character. Like this is, yeah. At, at that point, again, I'll just be like, I'm not going to give you any more of my money. It's no, I know that. I'm, I'm saying, so there's not a situation. There's props, nothing props is the they most could foreseeably do in the that would ever push you to that point. <laughs> Transformers, maybe. But even then, I've been completely fine with Michael Bay to them. Like, to me, I become a four-year-old again. I'm like, yay, Transformers. As long as there's transforming cars, uh, transforming vehicles, I so don't you had, care. So you were okay with the last night? That, that was the point where I was like, I so... Just to put in context, Transformers <laughs> 1, I saw seven times in theaters, seven times in theater, once on a separate continent. Yeah. The second Transformers, I saw 
six times in theaters, three Arguably times in IMAX. Arguably not great. No, it's not a good. It, I'll argue it's not a good movie. The saw six times in theaters, yeah. three times in IMAX, once on a separate continent. Yes. The third one I saw. Arguably better. Five times in yeah, theaters. Yeah, I yeah. do like Dark of the Moon a lot. Yeah, yeah. I saw that five times it's in got theaters. Leonard Nimoy. It's got a dope twist. Oh yeah. They yeah. kill a character that people love like permanently. Like yeah. The everything Brian loves about film, Dark of the Moon has. Right. It does it. Uh, I love Leonard Nimoy. Um, the oh, so good. fourth movie I saw four times, to- three times in theater, three times in theaters, and the fifth movie, fourth movie, I not saw- nearly as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, it's Optimus got, uh, Prime, I'm Mark Wahlberg. Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. Right? Uh, Fifth movie I saw once in theater. <laughs> even five-year-old me, it. even five-year-old me is like, why is nothing transforming in this movie? <laughs> um, that, that said, my nieces and my nephews and my, the, the kids loved it. Cool. I'm you know glad I got to take I them. I had an issue with that movie in... Um, I still haven't last seen. Night. I haven't seen the last one. Last night's bad. It's really bad. Uh, it's bad. Like, it's, like I said, it's really. I bad. will. I I go into those Transformers movies. I don't expect Shakespeare. I want giant robots and transforming robots. And if they're the if they're both in there together, even better. <laughs> movie Movie Four is uh, pretty damn a, bad. We had a coworker come up to me and be like, "Hey, are you going to go see the new Transformers movie?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> they were like, "Really?" I was like, "Yep." Optimus Are you Prime okay? riding a dinosaur with a sword. Are you okay with what they did with like Optimus Prime and riding on that dinosaur? And I'm like, Grimlock? They're like, sure. I was like, yeah, I'm completely okay with that. And they're like, really? That didn't happen in the cartoon, did it? And I was nope. like, no. But I will tell you this. A giant, uh, a sword-wielding Optimus Prime riding a giant transforming T-Rex is the closest thing five-year-old me has to a wet dream. <laughs> it's, it's pretty solid. <laughs> I don't care what else happens in that movie. That's all I need. That's all I want. And I got it, and I was happy. But you got some real terrible shit in that. that the rest of that, the pl- You got a terrible Galvatron. You had Transformium. Transformium. That's... Oh. <laughs> You got Transformium oh, in that movie. I still went to go see that movie three times. Yeah. So I'm just going to put it out there. So That's anyway, how much four-year-old me is okay with there that. There are two moments I knew uh, I had an issue with last night. Okay. <laughs> there are two moments. The first moment is uh, is escaping me. The The actor's name is escaping me right now. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. No. Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Thank you. You're welcome. So when he was I'm, Merlin in the fifth movie. Yes. So I'm sitting in the theater and I'm ready. Like I, I was okay. With, Wait, what? Uh, I, so it was dark of the moon. And then what was the other one? Uh, uh, what came after dark age of, of extinction, age of extinction. Thank you. So I'm like, all right, age of extinction. I was pretty okay with, I had my issues with it. The transformium was kind of dumb, but like Grimlock was in it. Like pretty, pretty cool stuff. I'm all right. Here we are last night, the trailers for it. I'm remotely intrigued by with like the, the Optimus Prime being evil. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm shaking it I'm up there. there. Okay. All right. All right I'm there. Right. They cool, start cool, cool, that cool, cool. film in medieval times. And Stanley Tucci is Merlin. A, a alcoholic, a Merlin. alcoholic Merlin. Is, he's not so the same he's character. In, is he's he? in no. two okay. movies. Well, I don't know. Maybe I doubt it though. I went, there's no one else you could have gotten. You had Stanley Tucci in Age of Extinction. Now you got Stanley Tucci. Now, I would have been okay with it if they had said, like, 
the current generation one was a clone, which is why he found Transformium or yeah, he found yeah, it yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah. or if it actually turned out to be Merlin and he was still alive, or if he or was if a he descendant. Was like an order of, of, but they of just the never Wiccan. address it. Nope, they never address uh, it. It's the same all. actor doing the same stuff, and I love Stanley Tucci. The second issue that I have with the film <laughs> is it rendered is the moment. It's it's so out of nowhere. The moment I knew Steve Buscemi was the junkyard transformer, he I, I it's and I was just like I can't I can't. There's all these transformers that I don't care about. Yeah. Remember when my issue in the first film was there weren't enough transformers. Every subsequent film has been to give me more Transformers than I know what to do with, and it's not making me happy. <laughs> the uh, the second movie, when they were just like, hey, we heard your feedback. We actually have a gigantic budget this time. Yeah. Because the first movie did so well. It was one of the top grossing movies of all time, which, again, blew my mind, like, that a Transformers movie is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. The... They were like, okay, there's going to be, like, there was only 10 Transformers in the first movie, we're gonna have we're gonna have like fifty in this movie, like fifty Transformers. What they didn't tell you was thirty-two of those sprites were going to be the exact same sprite yeah. of protoforms. So they didn't even transform. There was fifty Transformers in that movie, but they were all the same sprite. All right. And so that's Do we need to have a Transformers episode? I'm fine with that. And there we was, can go there through was a transforming co-ed. the lineage of Transformers films. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Pretender Shell. Are you going to yeah. go see Bumblebee? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I will go see every Transformers. Can I, can I ask you a question in all honesty? Did you forget Bumblebee was coming out this year? No, 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 I knew. Okay. Uh, it's come up a bit. Like That's actually a movie I'm, I'm kind of excited for because it almost looks like they're attempting to tell a story. And I appreciate that. A love that. story. Between a rob between a ro- uh, a girl and a robot car, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. Look, Transformers need loving too. Bumblebee's lonely. I get it. <laughs> He's projecting his previous relationship onto Shia LaBeouf in in, in the, <laughs> the first Transformers movie. <laughs> I love Bud. <laughs> so they're um, so they're closer than we but, thought, right? They, well, it's like there's more than meets the eye with this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, so, but I want to go sh- see it. Look, but we're digressing. Look, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Uh, Bumblebee is going to be terrible. It's got John Cena in it. But oh, you God. are entitled to your opinion. Again, I, I, when people talk to me about Transformers, I go, I, I've been watching. You're going to see it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, my love of Transformers stems. Uh, I got my first Transformer when I was four because I was stuck in the hospital. Mm. And uh, with the, uh, I suffered from pneumonia. And um, my grandmother brought me an Optimus Prime truck. Mm. Oh, I'm so jealous. Right? And it was like, it was the Pepsi branded one. No, 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 no. For the Transformer. Uh, I still have that Transformer. I I still have the I still have it. (laughs) Um, But like that moment is a, is a, you know, those, the, they say like, there's like two or three moments in your life that really define who you are. Mm -hmm. That was one of them. That started my love of cartoons, comic books, everything. Like, like you said, when I watch Transformers, I'm that four year old in a hospital bed again. That's my love of Transformers. That's how much I love Transformers. And I went to go see those first Transformers movies, and seeing Optimus Prime transform still takes my breath away every single time. I get giddy when a, when a Transformer happens. Like, I will clap my hands and squeal half the time. 
just because something is transforming. I now just want to do put you a, hear a, a this Paramount? Uh, do you hear this Paramount? <laughs> That's why you're fucking up, man. You got fans out here, yeah, right? I I, I gave uh, them ridiculous. I gave them money for like sick of this shit. The the last night was bad, but I gave them I gave them money for it, and I will give them money for Bumblebee if it is if it even attempts to tell a good story or have transforming robots in it. I will give them my money repeatedly, but. I acknowledge that mo- there's a lot of people that don't like those movies because they're written badly. It's 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 funny though that we talk about well we talk about entitlement and we talk about ownership of um, properties yeah. and, and and movies. Uh, we we right now we're talking about it in a very toxic manner, right? In a very negative way. What what's the line? Whereas we also you know you can in the past see it in a in very good good ways. Uh, things like uh, Firefly. So uh, um, a property that it's vocal minority because you you can't say everyone loves Firefly. You can't say it was a multi-award winning show that went on for seasons. Um, It was so it did so badly. It was canceled before the first season was over. I think that's what exactly cult status is is designated for. There are certain things that are. But but you you we had they had a vocal minority of like the sci-fi genre people who love people who love it. But I think I think the difference in those scenarios is there are people like so Star Wars. There are people who love Last Jedi and people who hate Last Jedi. Yeah. Firefly, there are people who love Firefly and people who don't give a shit about Firefly. But but what about but what about like Serenity? You, you, I guess you don't There really... are people who don't give a shit about Serenity and people who don't give a shit about I'm, Serenity. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I, I I didn't watch any of Firefly before I saw Serenity. Yeah. I I routinely joke that I There I'm, are some I'm, people who saw Serenity and then went and watched Firefly. Yeah. Right? And, uh, between that and having a laugh with the the cast that uh, some of the cast at Gen Con one year, yeah. because, I am so jealous because I made fun of them because I didn't know what they were in. <laughs> they laughed, and I was like, "Okay." Between that and Serenity, I was like, "Okay, I'll give the show a watch." But I didn't have cable at the time. I haven't had cable for a long time. Oh yeah, so I, I, d- I actually I never saw it when it aired. I, I was I think that's the, when it like aired. there are yeah. people who love Firefly and Serenity, and then. There are people who just don't care. They don't care to watch that show. They don't it's, care. There's not there are really people a who love Star Trek Discovery and people who hate Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. You know? That makes me wonder how... Okay, so uh, Patrick Stewart. Sure. Doing a new uh, Star Trek show with Picard. He is Picard, though. <laughs> yeah, but here's... I don't care what they do. Here is the thing, though. Um, there's some people who... They've actually said this. In fact, one of our coworkers who he is actually the he was actually the co-creator of uh, the Star Trek wiki yeah. memory alpha. He got invited to uh, he actually helped with a Star plot Trek line Beyond. point on Star Trek Beyond and got invited and, to the and premiere. He made a joke with me about he made a joke about. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just I could, you know, I could just see it now where someone hands Picard a phaser like Ray hands Luke the lightsaber and he just tosses it. And I said, how how poignant is that, though, that other properties, especially one so closely related, uh, where they see that as a joke, you know? But here's the question. Would they do it? Because if they don't, well, let's say they joke about it and they choose and they have that moment and then they choose not to do it. mm -hmm. The question then becomes, are they not doing it because it's part of their narrative or are they not doing it because they're afraid? Mm -hmm. Well, the big thing is the comments uh, Patrick Stewart has made uh, have stated this is not the same Picard, you know, he said it's it's basically that. Look, it sounds like they're going to they're going to the last Jedi 
Mark Han- uh, uh, Picard, L- yeah. Luke it. Yeah. So it's going to be a, as dra- like a drastic shift like we saw with Luke. And so done to Picard's character because he is not the Picard we remember anymore. And I just like, like uh, or um, Professor X and Logan was not the Professor X we knew. Sure. Yeah. And it but we had me... gotten narrative that Professor X had also killed his own X-Men mm-hmm. because of his health. But I mean, uh, to compare that to Luke, though, in The Last Jedi. Sure. Like, tried to kill his he own. tried to kill his own student and he bombed at starting a Jedi Academy. Yeah. He's like, well, screw that. I'm going to go hide off in the middle of nowhere. Not the Professor hero. X does it. It's OK because he's got to mention he's killing people. That's a, but to Professor X, they had established it as a health situation. Yeah. Which it was not which, which it was for, not an intentional flaw of his character which for a fan. I think it was a consequential flaw of his character. I think like it, there's there's parallels. There is there, right? there, there is parallels in mm. terms of how fans reacted to it, but also like. People didn't have an issue with. You can have an issue with Picard, or not Picard. You can have an issue with Professor X, but the movie's not called Xavier. Yeah, the movie's yeah, true, called true, Logan. True, true. So you could balance out any changes they want to make there because you 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 have a the character you're going to so see. My thing I'd like to see is how the majority and minority fans of Star Trek, you know, how the majority of fans react to that. And if it's in a positive way, if there's a vocal minority that is negative towards it, Absolutely. or vice versa, yeah, yeah, yeah. or vice Absolutely. versa, you know, I I just I find it I find it interesting, the that really the the most visceral bleh, that happens is Star Wars fans. Yeah, it's always I, Star I Wars fans, heard, and I don't know why. And comic book oh, I fans, know why, but. there there have been some parts where like comic book fans have have been very vocal against comic book creators or things that were done to characters. Sure. Well, certainly. Yeah. Um, and you know, some of them have gotten threatened. Like there's there, I'm not going to say that do, it doesn't exist outside of star Wars. Yeah. There yeah. is definitely, yeah, it's not a bubble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not like this or doesn't happen outside of it, but I mean, this is the fan base that got George Lucas to quit, basically quit directing. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was just like, he was like, you guys all say I ruined your childhood and nothing I do. you like, Fine, I'm they out. jumped all over the Finn reveal before the movie even came out. Yep, right. They the, have run Kelly Marie Tran and uh, um, Finn, right? He no, right? He, they ran oh, them both off of social media. Yeah, right. They, this is this is a fan base that is that has been toxic yeah. mm-hmm. to this um, new generation, and not and again, not not recently. Yeah, like Ari Salvatore getting death threats, mm-hmm. a writer getting yeah. death threats because of a book that you didn't have to read, and it makes and it, and it, it makes me wonder of the fact is is it just is is Star Wars ingrained so so ingrained in pop culture in America uh, that Potentially. that um, that that's why we have this could be a Americans. completely different conversation outside of our borders. Well, People yeah, I mean they said they said if you go it. well they said so Donnie Yen who. Who um, yeah. who was in Rogue One stated that Star Wars didn't gain traction in in um, in China. Um, a big part of the reason why because because it didn't show back then. It didn't. It, there wasn't in theaters back then. They weren't allowed to watch it. Yeah. Until until later years later. Plus, they had their own content. They exactly. Had that like Transformers kills over there every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the reason why they kept making shitty Transformers. Yeah. Like because whatever they pop out does they're insanely well in their, their, in their the Asia market. Yeah. yeah, and 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 so it it's so other countries may be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. 
they might not understand it. They might be like, I, I thought the last Jedi was good, you know, yeah. for a majority of them might. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting to see like that perce- perception of ownership. Most of the comic book fans I've talked to are all okay with what's happening in the Marvel universe. The DC universe, I have no problems with what they've done with characters that they choose to do. My problem is in the writing and the execution. Yeah. Do what, tell whatever story you want to, but as long as you tell it well, that's yeah. all I want. You, you know, the thing for me with the DC universe versus the Marvel one is, um, and we talk about crisis events, <laughs> right? And Marvel has their fair share. Sure. It's um, the Avengers movies. Yeah. yeah. But I find... You're getting two in a year. What just gets me, though, what, what gets me is is for the DC uh, stuff... Yeah, you're right. They've been pretty crisis of any every movie. Yeah, but what gets me for the DC comics in general is their crisis events... They have crisis events inside of crisis events, and their crisis events affect... I'll give you an example. <laughs> They're having a crisis event. They had a crisis event. They had Dark Knight Metal, uh, and then they had, like... Um, like the, the Justice League one uh, where they all went out in space. And during this, re- like the New 52 is going through a rebirth, rebirth and, and they have Doomsday Clock happening at the same time. Jesus. At least Marvel is Has good one. enough to say there's some synchronicity Secret there. Wars and that's it. Right? There's, there's synchronicity. There's, there's some stuff happening on the side, but Secret Wars is the only crisis They literally shut down most of the comics during Secret to Wars. To do Secret Wars. Secret Wars is happening. Now it's done. You know, like there may be fallout from it, but you you know what I mean. Like that's so been saying, my experience. You, you go you go and read the original Civil War, and then you go, "Wow, this was fantastic!" And then you realize there are like eight branching comic books you have to read to get the fallout of Civil uh, more War. More than eight. There's way more. There's than like eight, eight yeah. graphic novels. And oh yeah. my god, to get and then you have to read happened. of each individual. Like, I mean, it burnt me out. Civil War burnt me out so Civil much. Civil War burns when, out a lot. When of Civil War hard. two came out. Even though thematically different, kind kind of like similar but but different content, I was just like, oh god, not again. Yeah. I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I, didn't, I read the first issue I and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, well, I I love Civil War so much and it ended so badly for me. Yeah, that I, that that was the crisis event that I'm pretty sure broke me. Well, it's okay. I'll just watch the movie. But again, but again, it's like crisis event Two happened. Hours. Then Get there's Fallout, and then you know whatever. Yeah. But I oh God. Well, I, go ahead and finish this up. Well, I was going to say, I, 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 I wish there was some way of saying, like, I don't know of any fan base that has the perception of ownership that Star Wars does. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't know if it was because, it, well, you know what? I, I do kind of know one, but they're not as bad. And that is G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> they love that movie. They I love don't that get movie it. so well, I mean, much. Like, you don't think you don't think Star Trek. I mean, they're not as toxic. I would definitely. Not, that's say. my thing. Like, not as toxic. They're like the, the Discovery. There are some people that like. I know Star Trek fans that are diehard Star Trek fans that love Discovery, despite its retellings. I know. There are I know that Star Trek fans who love Into Darkness. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know I'm a hardcore Star Star Wars fan. I loved Into Darkness. I love Into Darkness. There are people um, who hate Into right? Darkness, but not to the extent. I didn't like Enterprise, and the entire reason I didn't like Enterprise was I was like, where are the tape deck computers? Yeah. Yeah. That's my that's that was my major beef with it in the beginning was like where are the tape deck computers? continuity of technology uh, visual anachronisms yeah like I just don't like that like for me like I grew up on the TOS I grew up on TNG and watching the original series yeah. with my mom yeah same so, here yeah but again like, the next generation your mom, is, that'd be is weird. much more Shakespearean than I think anything Correct. is so you get like 
a, a, a higher quality TV experience with the next generation, not even from a visual standpoint, just from yeah, a yeah. content standpoint. So Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans against one another are very visceral. Yes, this is so true. So yeah, I always yeah. used to joke but that Star J.J. Trek has never been never visceral had, against their own content. Not like not, not not to yeah, the degree yeah. that I've heard from Star Wars. The only one that I've seen that's that, that or that will be def- that will defend as vehemently and dislike changes as much uh, from what I've seen is uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, and I the, think... The Hobbit oh, stuff, gosh, like, yeah. the stuff that changed... Like, like this TV show for Hulu? Oh, I'm geez. very interested to I'm see. Seeing, I'm interested yeah. how it goes. Again, they're not nearly as bad as Star Wars, but they're the most uh, defended. Like, I can't tell you how many, like, bad looks I go, get, and I'm, I'm expecting... hope. Pro- I'm hoping there's enough people listening to this that I get fallout from it. Uh, <laughs> the, the original books aren't very well written. Well, I mean, and to be... To, I'll, I'll be honest, huge fan of the books... Huge fan of the movies. He was a linguist. Right. He was a textbook writer. I love those books. I love them. Uh, again, I keep going God, back to it. I'll tell you right now, those appendices are just so well written. I know. They're so good. I love those. <laughs> that table of contents. Ta- table <laughs> table seven, subparagraph <laughs> seven. Uh, addendum A. Oh, gets me every gets time. Gets me every time. But the... <laughs> the <laughs> Uh, I read I read The Hobbit when I was seven. It was the first fantasy book I ever read. Like I had been really into mythology and stuff like that. And my aunt gave me the book. And there is fantasy literature that predates The Hobbit, but nothing that that entered the the popular lexicon or yeah. the, the, the pop popular culture, culture yeah, yeah. as well as that did. And like cartoons, I movies. Mean, God, God, most most uh, mythological like fantasy driven movies. And stories are done this way. Are are take directly from Tolkien and the yeah. movies, right? The, and the books. The, he was he was a tr- he was he forged the path that other people, you know, built roads on. Yeah, uh, I mean, same I mean, thing look goes at, with like I mean, Star you, Wars. You came up with the comparison, the Sha na 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 kiss the girl chronicles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Yes, yeah, yeah, so. the, yeah the Sha na 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 kiss. I love it. The kiss the girl the, the chronicles. Shana, and I'll be honest, when I it, similar situation was younger, I read it, I liked it. Uh, you know, I read, I read. Actually, here's the funny part: I read his prequel book first, and I liked it. His prequel book. Oh, the he, running from the demon one? No, 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 no. Um, the um, it was like the first king. Uh, oh, okay. I think we, I think we even said this last time we did it. We were like prequel, and I was like the running from the demon one, and they were like, no. I, I have read those, <laughs> and those are more inventive, but they're, it's they're more unique. Yeah. Whereas his original book, the short sword of Shannara, Terry Brooks, is is almost a complete copy rip-off. paste. Like seriously, copy paste. Like literally. Two young individuals have to take an artifact. Now, in this case, it's a sword to kill a thing. Hey, man, fall save as. There's, there's a, there's a fall save duplicate, as. Yeah, save as. duplicate, yeah. <laughs> file save as. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but and I, I, I think you're right in that instance. I think, and he's a is, bestseller. <laughs> this is a weird. It's a weird generation to be in because there is this perception of ownership and, around content <laughs> that in the past was always an art form. People yeah. were making content mm-hmm. for others to experience. But, but uh, just real quick, just to go back, like how, how many reactions did you hear when the Lord of the Rings movie came out? There was like, there's no Tom Bombadil. Oh yeah. All the time. No Tom Bombadil. There so many people I knew that came out of that movie angry because there was no Tom Bombadil. And, and I, I was, was like, okay with well, it's, the, it's, the absence of Bombadil. Bombadil was put in there so that you could realize how much work he made into creating that universe. Yep. It serves no story function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. Doesn't doesn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um the but the 
Well, here's it. The perception of ownership, like for me, I think it's they feel entitled to the point that they perceive ownership. Yeah. Like there's a level of entitlement that I I don't know what engenders that. Like, again, I it can't be time because I've seen younger people do it, too. Yeah. I don't know if it's a learned behavior, um, but like I don't you don't own like the, the only thing I can think of is it is an it is an. It is an equal measure to the financial. That's the financial investment. That's the only thing I can think of because you're right. It's got nothing to do with age. It's got nothing to do with generation because it's carried over. Well, but like the kids don't have any financial investment in it. Their parents do. Like, uh, mo- like, and I'll be like, some kids don't even understand that financial. Right? Investment. They don't. Yeah. But they're they're still. Again, I I feel like it has to be some level of learned behavior. Yeah. Like they 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 feel like it's they're entitled to what they wanted out of the movie. Yeah, I, and I if just, it doesn't live up to that expectation, it's yeah. not good. I just find it very. I find it very hard to understand. Like, yes. Do things happen to stuff I like? And I'm like, I don't like that. Yes. Do I ever feel like they owe me because or 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 they should do what I want because it's what I don't like? Yeah. No. Like, I, I just, you know, you, OK, so. You like Kyle Rayner as. Oh, yeah. As Hands Lantern. down. Favorite Green Lantern. I An like artist. Hi, I like Hal Jordan. I like. John Stewart. Yeah. But leave me out of the conversation. No, 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 but no, 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 no. Just no. don't acknowledge it. <laughs> no, put it. I didn't, I didn't even I, know I, you I, knew I, who Green Lantern was. I, I, I actually. Despite us being in prison. I actually don't. Uh, I didn't I, know. I, I didn't know you I like John Stewart. I like John Stewart. But like, are, so about three it. people, yeah. we like three different Green Lanterns. Um, but whoever is going to be the main character in a Green Lantern comic book. Yeah. I'm just happy there's a Green Lantern comic book. Yeah. Like. I just don't look. I'm there's, not gonna, look, there's one guarantee I'm is not that gonna give, we are going to go to the theater and we will be happy to know that Kyle Rayner will not be in it. Okay? <laughs> like that's oh, that's thank, the deep seated reality. Shot thank Brian you in the heart. Thank, thank all, you for rubbing that in. Is of all the Green Lanterns, they don't give a shit about Kyle Rayner. So so what gets me though? It's like I was <laughs> I actually you beat me to. So it. if Brian came out and said I'm not going to go see this movie. Because Kyle Rayner's oh, no, not no, in I'm, it. I'm going to go see it. Green I, Lanterns. Yeah, you're going to go see Green it. Lanterns yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. comic but, but like, characters. Like, like, same here. Same here. What, what, actually, you beat me to it because what I was going to say is you like Jon Stewart. I like Hal Jordan. He likes Kyle Rayner. You know the odds are they're going to put Guy Gardner in that damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hal Jordan's going to be in it because yeah. it's the same problem that they had. Like They killed Hal Jordan. I thought it was great. He became the Spectre character development. Awesome. Yeah. They were like, nah, he's back being nah, Green he's Lantern. Back. He's but it's like no, at no point did any of us, if they made only a comic book that only had Guy Gardner, I don't think any of us would be like, no, you need to rewrite it. It should have yes. my Green Lantern. But there will Stop be, all think, the work you're doing. Redo everything. Yeah. I'm going to get a I'm going to get a committee together. We're going to raise funds and we're going to be rewriting. You know what I'm telling you? If it was written well, I'd I'd get it. But back to the original point, uh, and this will be the last point I make, uh, back to the original point, there would be people who would give backlash if there was a comic that came out and Batman was black. Greed. That they would say, rewrite it. One of, one of the either that or people would people would think it and they wouldn't put it out there because it's overtly racist. One of the, one of the but that seems to be the thing to do. That would be the end. See, see, and you know thing. what gets yeah. me? You know what gets me is uh, there was a story done with Spider Man, and it was done and you Spider Man in costume and it's this little boy, um, 
uh, to be honest, I forget the whole plot of it, but it's this little boy seeing Spider-Man and Logan wanting to meet Spider-Man. And when he, he's a young black boy. And when he finally meets Spider-Man, Spider-Man takes off his mask and Spider-Man is black. And that is what that boy imagines Spider-Man looks like. And it was such a good story. Yeah. And it's, it, it means that our heroes, we identify with our heroes because we think they're like us, you know? And we, well, we identify their, with the hero. We, we do we not want, identify with the secret identity. Exactly. And we want, we want them to be like us. And that was such a, such a pointed story because it meant your superhero could be, you could be a superhero. Yeah. Your superhero could well, Marvel, be, you, Mar- be the like MCU you. established that super identities don't matter exactly. early on. And it was John such, Favreau is the, is the founder of the idea that it was such Robert a, Downey Jr. is. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's Robert be fair. That was Robert Downey Jr. Here's idea. He was like, no, 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 no. I would just tell everyone I'm but Iron it was, Man. And they it, were like, you know what? You're right. For me, it was that? such a point in story because, you know, it, it, that little boy to him, Superman or Spider-Man it, is black, right? Yeah. To to anyone else, if, if you're, you know, if you're Asian, if you're white, you, you know, whoever, if you, if that superhero existed in your mind, you could imagine that he was like you and that, you know, or, you know, or whatever. He could be anyone. Um, yeah. And you didn't see, you, you, you know, you wouldn't see there, uh, that that I'm aware of. There was no backlash because of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just, if, if I saw something like that, I'd be like, hey, changing the character. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. As, as long as it was permanent, I'm game. Yeah. Yeah. If they want to permanently make Batman black, I'm all for it. I think you'll probably see it happen in the comic books before you'll ever see it happen in any other media. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or cart- I think they might be able to get away with it in a cartoon. In True. an animated series. I, it'd be tough, but I think it's doable. Uh, and I, did, any, I don't know. did any of you watch Batman Ninja? No. No? Okay. I'd be interested to see if Bruce Wayne was Asian in that. He is uh, not. He is not. Uh, isn't there time travel involved? That's yeah, good. there's time travel involved and mechas. Oh, okay. Really I, sure I, I, I didn't out. see it, so I don't know. Neither do um, I. I've just heard anecdotal. But this, uh, this was a great conversation. I'm not gonna lie. But this, this, <laughs> this was very uh, planning meeting uh, levels of tangents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apologies. Despite us having talked about this <laughs> at length before, so because whoever's listening, apologies. It's, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very nuanced conversation yeah. to have that, with a lot uh, of that depth. I think it allows for tangents because uh, I think it requires it. Because it's it's very to hard that. to talk about ownership of something without without like, talking about the it can't other exist in a vacuum. And, yeah, like yeah. If, if Star Wars existed in a vacuum, I'm reasonably sure everyone would hate sci-fi fans. Absolutely. Oh my god, yes. Because they're like, why do you guys? Why do you guys even enjoy this stuff? Because right? we would. Cam, uh, our coworker is con- asking me like, why? Like, you seem to hate comic books. Why do you read them? Because yeah. every time I talk about comic books on here, yeah, all I do is talk about. I wish they would change. <laughs> he did mention that. Right? Uh, so, But it's because the bar is high. The bar is high. I, I, it, it takes a lot to surprise veteran comic book fans. That's why I love the Mandarin some, reveal. Yeah. 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 Right? Like it or hate it, it surprised you. That's why I hate the movie. <laughs> um, but that'll be it for us. Uh, remember, you can uh, follow the show, twitter.com forward slash Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, you can get a bunch of content early. Uh, Patreon, just search Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, you can find us there. You can also email the show, Sanctuary One Radio at gmail.com with all of your questions, your queries that we can answer on the air. 
Uh, so be sure to hit us up there. Send us those questions. Uh, send us the questions. You can also direct message us on Twitter as well. That is also a thing. Um, Slide I'm, into our DMs. I, <laughs> I, uh, because I say it every time, smash that like button. Smash that. Yeah. Uh, smash if you get the chance, uh, leave a review on iTunes. This is, uh, oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a good way for us to be discovered, to be heard, uh, is a review on iTunes. It definitely helps. Uh, it's also a good place to give us feedback. There's a star rating system uh, and uh, a section for comments where you could give us feedback. Is the quality great? Should the audio quality improve? Uh, do we have great discussions? Do we talk too long? Are the episodes all over the place? Let <laughs> us know because it gives us an opportunity to make the show better uh, so that we can balance out the show that we want to make uh, with the content you guys want to hear. So, um uh, please leave us a review on iTunes uh, and everyone out in Podbean. Thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, our, are we our hosting site? Are we through this wall yet? I, was, uh, I see a, a a light in some, and I, I, it's a lot of white. It's a lot of white. There's a lot of white, white on white the other black. side. Speaking of, you know, white black. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a lot of white there here. There seems to be a lot of white here. <laughs> oh boy. Oh god. Uh, all right. So we'll uh, at, we'll see where we are uh, by the time we come around, uh, or by the time we drill through the and source wall. Well, it seems like we might be home. Uh, so we can one only hopes. One only hopes we can leave this universe as quickly to as possible. To boldly go. No, don't even. Uh, but we're the- no one. Has gone before. Uh, so that'll no be a sanctuary. For us. One has gone before. Oh, uh, uh, so good. Okay, that was cute. We should just end this now. We're gonna keep yeah. going. <laughs> I'm Diamond Jab. That's props. That side. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Doodles. See ya. <laughs>